Hey, pop it in with a, a little bit of an interlude uh, during the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Our supporter, correspondent, and contributor, John Gaylor. Gaylor, in his travels, ran up on a guy in, in North Florida that was from, I believe, London or somewhere around England or close to London. And he told Gaylor, yeah, I'm a huge and big Jaguars fan. His name is Louie. Louie, welcome to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Good to have you listening. Good to have you in North Florida when you're here. I'm assuming you go back to London and England a good bit. But uh, good to have you in Jacksonville, Duval, and throughout North Florida. Louie, special hello to you from, from you know, Mr. Gaylor. And I'm going to say hello to you, too, here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Louie from the U.K., from the London and England area. Uh, Louie, a special hello to you. Also wanted to throw this in. Gaylor had mentioned this to me as well. I also found some information on the fact right now that we're starting to things with the stadium deal. Looks like it's starting to cook up, heat up a little bit. Apparently, the Jaguars have requested bids from companies who want to help create the new stadium of the future. We kept hearing this figure of $2 billion. Now, it could be done for less than that. Probably looking at $1 to $2 billion. Um, probably the bids are going to be in the $1.2 billion to $1.4 billion range or a little better than that, perhaps. But that's where we're at with the stadium. It looks like the city knows, the Jaguars know, that this has got to be done to keep everything viable with the Jacksonville Jaguars staying in Jacksonville for the long haul. Now, the stadium, there's no way they'll start work on the stadium for at least two years. This is the 2023 season, so it's not going to interrupt our current season or the 2024 season. Any construction that starts is probably going to start around, my guess would be 2025 or 2026. I've heard anything from it may take a year to up to close to two years to build this incredible billion-dollar stadium for the future. But that's good news. It looks like the city and the Jaguars might be inching closer together. I know they still have to have a vote and that type of thing, but... uh, Man, for the, the, the future of this franchise here in Jacksonville, the new stadium will have to be done. The deal will have to be done. It'll have to be built over about a one to two year period. And then you got a billion dollar stadium here in Jacksonville, Florida. So thumbs up so far on the stadium deal is kind of what it's looking like from, from this angle. Uh, Mr. Gaylor, thank you for your input as well. John Gaylor, our contributor, correspondent, and supporter of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, Mr. Louie from over in London in the England area. Glad to have you here listening with us on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hey, welcome into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening. We talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment and other area sports as well. Jaguars, perhaps one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. They've won five games in a row after a, you know, after kind of a disappointing one and two start. 
But now, all of a sudden, five games later, the streaking Jaguars have won five games in a row. They're now 6-2 and two and lead the AFC South division. Also, the Jaguars are the AFC South division defending champions in the AFC South, of course, at 6-2. and two. Everybody else is uh, at least two, three games back of the Jaguars at this point. It seems like the tough part of the schedule, though, is coming up. The Jaguars will be hosting at Everbank Stadium the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers, for most accounts, are, it looks like, about a two- to three-point favorite over the Jaguars. They got a good football team. However, they've been on a little bit of a slide. The 49ers are 5-3. and three. They were 5-0. and oh. They've lost three tough games in a row, so they're looking to rebound. Got two teams on streaks, the 49ers with a three-game losing streak, the Jaguars with a five-game winning streak. Both teams, big contenders in the NFL, in the uh, you know, in the fight for the NFL playoffs. Both of these teams have an outstanding shot of making the playoffs, and both probably will, and both have a chance to make some noise uh, in the playoffs as well. We'll talk about saucerility and capital. Here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, Saucerility and Capital, one of our sponsors of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate. Remember, Saucerility and Capital, Larry Saucer and his staff, man, they do a great job. Larry also is well-versed in uh, evaluating property. You know, he can let you know how much the property is worth your buying or how much the property um, that you are selling is uh, worth. So he does valuation, saucer valuations as part of saucerility in capital. For a link to click on, whether you're buying or selling, and there's a lot of people, you know, that are wanting to sell or wanting to buy, um, contact saucerility in capital. Go to our website at bigjreport.com, scroll the homepage. And when you find the North Florida weather report, we've got the North Florida weather report in a couple of different spots on the homepage. Just keep scrolling until you find the weather. You'll find a link for Saucer, Realty, and Capital right there on the homepage. We do check weather, you know, 24-7 for North Florida. Saucer, Realty, and Capital, you'll find their link right in the middle of the weather or toward the end of the weather, depending on which of the... Uh, forecast uh, you're looking at uh, for North Florida and surrounding areas. That's Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate. Larry does deals in Jacksonville, Gainesville, Live Oak, Lake City, and many, many areas in between, and a little bit south of that line, too. Remember, Saucer Realty and Capital. Also, LakeUpalaHits.com. Great internet radio where it's absolutely all good. And now they have something relatively new. They started just a few weeks ago. They started, they actually started Midnight Rock, Midnight Central Time, 1 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. Check them out 24-7, though. LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio at LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio. And during the daytime, during the banker's hour, so to speak, Monday through Friday from morning to afternoon, they have uh, recognizable and identifiable hits. They have hits 2000s, Monday through Friday nights, rock Saturdays, and, of course, midnight rock as well. 
Check them out, LakeUfallahits.com. LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's absolutely all good. Also, for the latest in the XFL news, uh, we've been kind of following the XFL and the USFL. Looks like they're going to merge. However, what it, what it looks like, and I, I haven't seen anything completely official yet, but it looks like both leagues may trim, sadly may trim a couple of teams. And it, you know, you know, it's going to be one of those things where, and, and we'll, and basically go to xfltoday.net. There'd be more on it there. But uh, the last thing I read a couple of days ago, it looked like the XFL slash USFL merger. And they may call the league something else. I hope they keep the XFL conference and the USL, USFL conference, perhaps. No telling how it'll come out. And no telling how how much with a merger, how does that back off uh, The Rock in it? Because The Rock, you know, he's been the owner of the XFL for basically the entire uh, 2022 and 2023 years. They finally got the season going in 2023, and they did complete it. So follow happenings with the merger, the XFLtoday.net. Check it out, the XFL Today. That is, I'll repeat that, the XFLtoday.net. There's also a review of most all the scores from the 2023 season where the Arlington Renegades, coached by Bob Stoops, won the XFL in 2023 as that season, you know, was completed, you know, a few months back. Also, the Mad Max Mix, Weebly.com. Check out Max's Wednesday night show. Max plays classic rock favorites from days gone by. Music, pop classics as well. Check Mad Max out, whether it's Leonard Skinner, the Atlanta Rhythm Section, Pink Floyd, uh, Alicia Bridges, Joe Jackson, just to name a few of the groups, Steely Dad. Check them out. Check Max out each Wednesday night, the Mad Max Mix, Weebly.com. Uh, the show can be heard each Wednesday evening from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock Central Time. That's 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. And a nice thing that Max does, he'll he'll bring me on and, you know, allows me to talk about BigJReport.com. And, of course, this podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, too. So, you know, check us out on Max's show. I, I try to get on Max's show at least once a month, maybe twice a month. The Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. Great internet radio. That's the internet radio Wednesday night. The internet radio Wednesday night music request show. The internet, the, the internet radio Wednesday night music request show with Mad Max playing his particular brand and his particular mix of music. Thus, it's called the Mad Max Mix. And the website is madmaxmix.weebly.com. We also have easy-to-find links and easy-to-click-on links from our website in the Neighbors 2 section and the the outside-the-box section where you can click on the show and listen to it on Wednesday evenings or Wednesday nights, if you will, each Wednesday night, the madmaxmix.weebly.com. We got more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. We're going to take a look at this thing we call the SEC. Got news about the Jaguars. You know, we mainly uh, try to make sense out of it all. There's been some trades recently. The Jags picked up another offensive lineman, left guard, Ezra Cleveland. And now we understand he might not even start. Walker Little may start at left guard. And Ezra, you know, Ezra Cleveland may be the very first guy off the bench, but I'm sure he's in the regular rotation where he's probably going to play some 
every week, and and he's being acclimated to the Jaguars' offensive line room, where probably the leader in there is veteran uh, Brandon Ship, who also plays guard on the right side. Ezra um, Cleveland, I think, mainly will be a guard on the left side, although it looks like Walker Little may start at left guard in this uh, game for the Jaguars this Sunday as they host the San Francisco 49ers. So there's absolutely, absolutely more depth on the offensive line. I was looking at the thermometer currently, some clouds in Jacksonville on Friday morning, November the 10th, currently some clouds and 59 degrees in Jacksonville, Florida. I believe our low was actually officially 58 a little bit earlier this morning at the Jacksonville International Airport. But uh, as we do this podcast early in the morning, currently some clouds and 59 degrees in Jacksonville, Florida at 6.30 a.m. on Friday morning, November the 10th of 2023. The high temperatures, man, this is Florida. High temperatures going to get up, you know, around 80 or the low 80s and cooling off at night. This is outstanding weather. There's no mention of rain right now. I, I do see in the extended outlook that uh, – Toward the middle of next week, looks like maybe a 20% chance of rain moving in, a slight chance of rain by the middle of the week. Eventually, eventually we're going to need some more rain. But I love this time of the year. It clears out. It cools off. Great football weather down here in the deep south in North Florida. So talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's what we do on this podcast. We talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, North Florida Entertainment, and other area sports. By the way, Ezra Cleveland, as you know, was picked up in a trade from the Minnesota Vikings. The Jags actually traded the Vikings a day three draft pick, I believe a six-round pick for Ezra Cleveland. And this is a guy the Jags may decide to hang on to after his after his uh, current rookie deal because I believe Ezra's in his fourth year, so his rookie deal is going to be coming to an end, but he may be a guy you may want to re-sign. Now, the Jaguars waived Ben Barch. But it's not all bad for Ben Barch because he got waived, obviously. He's been battling some injury problems. After the Jags waived Ben Barch just a few days later now, listen to this. This is pretty cool for Ben Barch and the Jaguars because he gives you some depth from the practice squad now. After Jaguars left guard Ben Barch was waived a few days ago, we understand that uh, Ben Barch, is now back with the Jaguars, now back with the Jags on the practice squad. Tom Coughlin, how about the guy that belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? He's not there yet, but listen to this. He's going to be in the pride of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Every time the Jaguars made the AFC uh, title game, Tom Coughlin was a part of it, twice as a coach, once as the executive uh, vice president, of the Jacksonville Jaguars back in, during the 2017 season. Tom is basically retired now. Coach Tom Coughlin now will be inducted into the, uh, actually will be inducted into the Pride, which means he's going to get his name on the stadium with Wayne and Dolores Weaver, Mark Brunel, Tony Baselli, Jim Smith, Jimmy Smith, and Brent Taylor. Maybe not in that order. I guess Wayne and Dolores Weaver were first. There never would have been a Jaguars, I don't believe, in Jacksonville without Wayne Weaver heading it up and being the first owner of the franchise when the Jaguars got awarded the franchise back in uh, 1993. Most of the national media said, you know, Jacksonville's never going to get an NFL franchise. But <clears throat> lo and behold, we did. 
The Jaguars were born back in 1993, and Tom Coughlin was that first coach. And Tom was actually, I believe, hired, what, about a year or more before the games were even played. I think Tom was probably hired in 1994 to run the Jaguars, basically be the GM and the coach with one office. And what's kind of cool is uh, Coach Tom Coughlin is now being inducted, is now being inducted into the uh, pride of the Jaguars. Again, the names on the pride, and I'll try to do them in order. It's got to be Wayne and Dolores Weaver, Tony Baselli, Mark Brunel. That gives you four names right there. Fred Taylor and also Jimmy Smith and now Tom Coughlin. So there's only seven names that have made the pride of the Jaguars. Now, officially, Tom... Coach Tom Coughlin will be inducted into the pride of the Jacksonville Jaguars during next year. During the 2024 season, he will be officially inducted, and there will be a big ceremony at one of the home games next year in 2024, and I think that's really a cool thing. We're going to talk about the SEC from Georgia to Vanderbilt, and a bunch of teams in between. That's kind of how it shakes down. We'll talk about the SEC. I've got the new BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. We're gonna we're gonna take a look on this episode. Episode show, by the way, number seventy-seven. Didn't Lyle Alzado wear seventy-seven? It was proven, and he admitted to taking you know steroids. But he you know he played in he played in soup he played in Super Bowls and. Lalo Zato, man, he was he was he was a tough hombre back in the day, and I'm pretty sure he wore 77. I'll double check that. This is episode show number 77 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We will take a look at the SEC power rankings coming up, and you know another cool thing, we're going to take a look at the games. There's some good games coming up last week against the spread, and I normally don't give all these picks against the spread, but we did it last. We did it. Well, we did it the week before. And uh, we did it some after, but I had a great week at picking the games. And I know I didn't, I actually didn't publicize all my picks, but in the football pool I play in, I was four and two in the colleges. There were only six games in the pool for colleges. All the NFL games were in there. There were some teams on a bye week um, in week nine, but we were, you know, we didn't blow our own horn a little bit. We were 11 and three against the spread in the NFL. And we were four and two in the colleges. I, I know for a fact I'm not going to do as good this week because I think that was just one of those phenomenal weeks, actually. And I actually did win the football pool, the Monday night game where the Chargers covered the spread and blew out the Jets that put me over the top in the actual pool. So I thought that was pretty cool. We'll take a look at the games this week. Uh, there are some college football games in the pool, including uh, Florida and LSU. Uh, we're going to take a look. Again, as I mentioned, we're going to take a look, obviously, at the BigJReport.com uh, SEC Power Rankings. Uh, we will do that coming up next on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hey, thank you for tuning in, and thank you for listening to us. Well... Let me tell you this. This is episode show number 77. Did I want to take a look at uh, some old pictures of Lyle Alzado, who sadly passed away a few years ago? Played uh, primarily. I mean, when you think about 77, this is the guy you think about. Um, it's the guy. Um, 
you know, there's all kinds of stuff online about Lyle Alzado. I see there's something even about the death photo. I'm not going to really look at that. I'm there's, you know, I remember him when he played with the Broncos and the Raiders. Um, I mean, he was part of that. What did they call that back in the day? I think I think the Broncos, when they first really got popular, made it to the Super Bowl, the first go around. They were called like the Orange Crush, I believe. That was a nickname for their defense. Lalo Zeta was a was a huge part of that. Numbers with me are funny. Sometimes I remember a guy wearing a number, and I gotta have to kind of still double check it. There we go. There's still, man. I'm gonna tell you right now. I just found a really cool photo of Lyle Alzada without the helmet on, um, wearing uh, number seventy-seven. Man, he was a true Raider. Played with the Broncos before the Raiders, obviously. I think I'm gonna. Send a little picture to uh, John Gaylor, our correspondent and uh, supporter of the podcast, and let him see a picture of Lyle Alzado. Man, he played back in the day, didn't he? Um, admitted at the end of his life that you know he had used uh, um, steroids. I, I don't know how much usage that was, but it uh, some some people were attributing it to his death. You know and. You know, obviously, people have a lot of people, and most people have lived longer than Lyle Alzado did. Um, so we mentioned Lyle Alzado. I believe we mentioned Lyle before uh, in past episodes. He was one tough dude, though, I'm going to tell you. You know, how much uh, PEDs back then that maybe couldn't be detected or maybe they weren't even against the rules back then? I That's a whole... That is an entire episode to take a look at. But, yeah, I found the I, I found his number. Yes, Lyle Alzado wore 77. We're doing the late the late Alzado. He was great for his playing days. Maybe not so much in the other stuff, but he did admit that he used steroids at, toward the end of his life, and maybe that's very, you know, helpful to people now going forward. So you have to give him some some credit for that, obviously. Um, people use steroids and things like that. Man, they're kind of doing it to themselves. But, you know, again, these NFL contracts, you know, back in the day were, were big compared to average folks' salaries. And now the salaries, those players are making a lot more now than, Alz- than Lyle Alzado did back in the day. I do want to take a look at the line on Friday, November the 10th of the Jaguars 49ers game. You know, I picked against the Jaguars in the Steelers game. That's one I did miss, but I looked at this game, man, I was torn between the 49ers and the Jags. You got to think the law of averages, the 49ers have lost three in a row. The Jags have won five in a row. Maybe the law of averages say the 49ers, are supposed to win this game. However, the game is played on the field. Um, let's see. In the pool, I took the Jaguars. The 49ers were favored by three points at the time of the pool. When the pool was printed out probably a couple of days ago, probably on like a Wednesday after the, the games were all over from the uh, preceding week. But we're going to take a look at the current line as uh, Friday. This game is uh, this Sunday, you know, here in November, obviously, 49ers at the Jaguars. Great to have a game here in Jacksonville, Florida. 
at uh, Everbank Stadium. And if it's available now, I will pull up the latest line on the 49ers at the Jacksonville Jaguars game. Um, let's pull up the line. We've taken a look at this line. We did take a look at this line like a couple of days ago. We mentioned the uh, Jaguars 49ers line on episode show number 76A. This is now episode show number 77. Um, even our source at last report likes the Jaguars to win. Um, our source still likes the Jaguars to win and a close one. It looks like San Francisco, looks like the San Francisco 49ers still about a two to three point favorite in most circles. We'll call the 49ers a three point favorite. One of our sources says the Jags are going to win this thing by, by maybe two, three points. Uh, that would be nice. Uh, I'm going to pick the Jaguars in the pool. I'm just going to give you the picks that I took in the pool. Um, the Jaguars, I did take them at home. 49ers, a three-point favorite. That means if the 49ers win by one or two points, I, I still win that pick against the spread. However, I want to see the Jaguars win this game and extend that winning streak. The Jaguars going for, obviously, uh, six wins in a row. They've won five in a row. It's been a long time. I think it's been like, what has it been, like 16 years since the Jaguars have been on any type of long five-game winning streak. So it's been a while. It's been a long while. Um, we'll take a look. Let's take a look at the SEC power rankings. We promised to do that from Georgia to Vanderbilt and all these, these teams kind of, you know, kind of in between the SEC, the big J SEC power rankings, which I will get up on the website this weekend. I know there's going to be games that are going to all of a sudden, there's going to be a lot of games played Saturday, Georgia Bulldogs, nine and oh, six and oh in the conference. And I've got the conference records this go around. That kind of helps when I'm putting the power rankings together. Now, just because one team has a better record than another team doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be higher in the power rankings. I've got a couple of instances where I got I got LSU ahead of both Tennessee and Missouri, even though LSU is at six and three and four and two overall. Um, LSU's got a, a shot this weekend to beat Florida. At home, LSU is like a 14-point favorite over the Gators. I'm taking Florida. I'm taking all those points. I'm going to take those points this week. However, I think Georgia will probably – Georgia will probably – even though the game is uh, up at Missouri, I think Georgia is probably going to – well, Georgia already beat Missouri, but they didn't They didn't beat them last week by more than the spread. Um, so let me get the game straight here. Georgia plays Ole Miss this week. And what I'm saying is Georgia's a 10.5-point favorite. Now, this game is at home. The Ole Miss game is at Georgia. Georgia's a 10.5-point favorite. I think Kirby knows the very, very importance of this game, that Ole Miss is a top-three team in our SEC power rankings. Let's run down the power rankings. We got Georgia number one, 9-0 and and 6-0 and in the conference. We got Alabama two at 8-1 and overall. Ole Miss is three at 8-1 and overall. LSU, I got them fourth at 6-3, and three, but they're kind of hanging on to that four spot by a thread. Tennessee fifth at 7-2. and two. I got Missouri seven and two. Now, the cool thing about we got some some highly, some highly um, uh, rated teams in the SEC that are way up in our BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. I mean, you got Georgia playing number three Ole Miss in our power rankings. Um, 
You got another big one in um, Georgia. Georgia Ole Miss has Georgia the number one team in our SEC power rankings against Ole Miss, the number three team. Um, let's see, Tennessee and Missouri, that features uh, five and six, according to our power rankings. And some people are going to argue my power rankings with perhaps your own. I know Gaylor had ranked him a little bit differently than me. I think he had Florida maybe 10th, I believe, and I've got Florida 9th. Uh, but let's run them down. Georgia, we'll just do the overall um, uh, the overall records. Georgia, number one in the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. Georgia, number one at 9-0. and Alabama, number two at 8-1. and Ole Miss, 8-1, and number three. Those are your top three teams, Georgia, Alabama, and Ole Miss at number three. LSU, fourth at 6-3. and Tennessee, fifth at 7-2. and Missouri, 7-2. Uh, and two. Now, bear in mind that Tennessee and Missouri both have better overall records than LSU. However, LSU has one more one more conference game than both of them. LSU's four and two in the conference. Tennessee's three and two. Missouri's three and two in conference games. Overall, we got LSU at number four, six and three overall. Tennessee number five at seven and two. Missouri sixth at seven and two. Kentucky seventh. I got them. You know they had an impressive win over Florida much earlier in the year up, up at Kentucky. And let me tell you, when a team plays at Kentucky and you let Kentucky get ahead, I know Kentucky jumped out to a 16 to nothing lead over Florida in the first half of that game. Florida could never catch back up. They might have played them even or close to even in the third and fourth quarter, but they just got Florida got too far behind early in the game. So I got Kentucky seventh at six and three. Texas A&M, most of the year you've seen Jimbo Limbo. Texas A&M, I got them eighth at five and four. Florida ninth at five and four, Auburn tenth at five and four, Mississippi State eleventh at four and five overall, Arkansas who beat the Gators, I got them twelve three and six, but they did beat Florida an impressive win in Gainesville the first time Arkansas the Hogs have ever won at Florida Field. Arkansas though I got them down at twelfth. They need to you know they need to do have back to back conference wins to move up substantially I believe. Arkansas is 12 to 3 and 6. South Carolina has just fallen off the map at 3 and 6. So we got Arkansas. I got Arkansas 12th, South Carolina 13 to 3 and 6. And Vanderbilt pulling up the rear 2 and 8 and 0 and 6 in the conference. And these conference records are very important. And again, LSU has one more conference win than both Tennessee and Missouri and Kentucky. So I still have LSU fourth, but there's some a lot of good football to be played. Uh, that bottom group. Auburn 10th, Mississippi State 11th, Arkansas 12th, South Carolina 13th, Vanderbilt 14th, and Mr. Gaylor, I do have Florida 9th. I think you might have said you had them 10th, kind of kind of where you were looking at the SEC, and that, that's perfectly fine. It's, it's all opinions. Those are my power rankings. I'm sticking with them at this moment. Uh, however, there's going to be a lot of games play on uh, Saturday, November the 11th, and let's take a look at the pool. How about we take a look at the pool? Um, we got – let's take a look at the college games. Michigan and Penn State. I'm picking Michigan to cover the four-and-a-half points. They're a four-and-a-half point favorite. The game is at Penn State. Now, now for all you Florida State fans, I'm not a Florida State fan, but I am a Coach Mike Norvell fan. you got a really good coach. He's been ever so gradually making the Seminoles better and better ever since he got there. I thought it was a great hire. I thought they should have hired him even before they did. However – Miami at Florida State, if this is ever a game that says this could be Miami Super Bowl, the Miami Hurricanes, this could be it. 
Florida State needs to blow them out if they're a true legitimate contender, you know, to be in the playoff. However, I think Miami might – Miami's got a chip on their shoulder after losing to Georgia Tech in such a bad way two or three weeks back. I'm going to take Miami, not to win the game, but I'm going to say that Florida State does not cover the 14 points because that's a big number. Florida State's favored by 14 over Miami. I'm taking Miami. Uh, Utah and Washington, I think Washington has proven – I think Washington and, and Oregon both have proven they're the top two teams in the Pac-12. And this could be the final year as the Pac-12 as we know it. Washington, I'm, I'm taking them to cover the nine and a half points. Washington's at home. Utah has some quarterback issues. Um, their top quarterback uh, really isn't playing now. I understand they may have, uh, from what I've heard, they may have actually, uh, you know, kind of shut the top quarterback down for the year due to injuries, I believe. So I'm going to take Washington to cover the nine and a half points over Utah. I'll take Washington at home in Seattle. Washington will cover the nine and a half points over Utah. I'm looking for at least a 10 to 14 point win Washington over the Utes. Although the Utes beat USC a couple of weeks back with a field goal at the end, but USC's given up a lot of points. So I'll take Washington to cover the nine and a half points. Washington at home in Seattle, Tennessee at Missouri. I've never been a believer in Missouri all year long. They've proven me wrong. The new coach has done a great job at Missouri. They've got a better team than I thought they had. Tennessee got beat by Florida earlier in the year. It's all about quarter pl- quarterback play with Tennessee. They've got to get good quarterback play in Josh Heupel's offense, I believe, to win the game. Tennessee's a one-point favorite. The game's in Missouri. I'm going to take the Vols. I'm going to take the Tennessee Vols. Outright win the game and cover the, you know, cover the one point spread. That's a close one. That could be a good football game because in our power rankings, they got Tennessee five and Missouri sixth. So Tennessee and Missouri, I'm absolutely taking the volunteers to cover the one point. Ole Miss at Georgia. Kirby Smart is looking at this game. He's got it circled. He says, man, we've got to extinguish the number three ranked. In the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings, Georgia is going to going to want to exterminate Ole Miss. But Ole Miss is top three. They're number three overall in our S, our BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. Um, I'm going to take Georgia. I, I, I think Georgia comes back. I, I think they could have been a little bit flat against Missouri after the big, the big win over Florida uh, here in Jacksonville. I'm going to take Georgia to cover the 10 and a half points and win this game by probably 14 to 17 points. I'm going to take Georgia to win the game and to cover the spread, which Georgia's favored by 10 and a half points at the time the, the pool was printed out a couple of days ago. Florida at LSU. I'm going to take my Gators. Man, what's that they what what's that they say about uh, about basketball teams live and die by the three pointer? It's something like that. I'm going to take Florida, but LSU's favored by 14. Now, they're at home. I could tell you some stories about this rivalry. One time I was in a grocery store up in Alabama and Georgia, and Florida was winning the game. It was a close game at halftime. I came out of the grocery store. I turned on my radio, and all of a sudden I could not believe what I heard. Uh, Steve Spurrier's coached Florida team back in the 90s, probably mid to late 90s. They laid it on LSU. I think they beat LSU 58-3, 58-3 to three, 58 to three or something like that in Baton Rouge, in Baton Rouge. 
However, things that times have changed. LSU is a 14 point favorite in this one. Now, I, I know that the coach at LSU's lost a few games. Um, LSU was six and three, four and two in the conference. I've still got them fourth in the power rankings. This is a big game for LSU. Um, they're going to come out and play. However, Billy Napier needs a good showing at LSU. It's going to be a 7.30 kickoff, according to the latest kickoff times I'm looking at here. Florida at LSU. I'm taking Florida to get close, closer than losing by 14. Can can LSU beat Florida by seven? Sure they can. Can they beat them by maybe 10 points? Sure they can. But I don't think by 14. I'm going to take Florida to win against the spread. It doesn't necessarily mean Florida wins a game. It means they're going to at least get within, you know, inside of that 14-point spread. So we'll take Florida against the spread. Florida at LSU, LSU a 14-point favorite at home. That's a 7.30 kickoff uh, this Saturday night. This Saturday night will be absolutely November the 3rd. So those are the college picks. Uh, Not all the college games are in the pool, but some of them are. And there you go. So those are the uh, college football picks. We'll run down all the NFL picks, too. Um, it's going to be interesting. Some good games coming up. Uh, I don't even know. I have not even checked the result of the Chicago Bears-Carolina game. I picked Chicago to cover the three-and-a-half-point spread at home. I've got to check the score. My goodness, I never even checked the score of the Chicago Bears game from uh, last night. So, the games come at us fast and furious now. They, they really do. And what I'm going to tell fans, because I've watched these games for years and years and years, is take the games one at a time. Enjoy the season. There's so many people that that just want to say, hey, we're getting to the playoff or whatever. Just enjoy. Hey, my advice to everybody, especially when you're creeping up and getting a little older, enjoy each week is what I'm going to say. I'm going to take a look. And the Chicago, and I don't even know. I don't even know who won the game. I know I had, but let's see if I got my first one wrong. I picked the Chicago Bears to cover the three and a half points over the Carolina Panthers at Chicago. So let's take a look. This game was played on Thursday night. So we'll look up the score right now. I I didn't get a chance to watch the game last night. Um, I don't get a chance to watch every game. I follow, you know, both colleges and the NFL as closely as I can, but we mainly concentrate on the Jacksonville Jaguars here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, of course, and the SEC. Uh, Looks like Chicago won the game. Now, the only scary part for me is I got to get Chicago to cover three and a half points. So let me pull up the score. Um, Oh, man. Now, this is typical. This is absolutely typical of the NFL. Was it a 16 to 13 Chicago win? You know, that really, that's really not enough points, is it? That's really, really not enough points. Let me make sure that was a score. We'll pull up the exact score of the game. Um, let's pull up Chicago versus Carolina. And the score, I see some pictures. Looks like the Bears uh, won the game. These are two teams really aren't going anywhere this year. They're both, you know, they're both in situations where they're kind of rebuilding. Um, but, you know, the fan bases don't want to hear that teams are rebuilding or reloading or whatever the case is. Carolina versus the Chicago Bears. Uh, let's see. 
we try to pull up the exact score to this game because I haven't really seen the official score. I saw something about a 16 to 13. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. I think I did something wrong. Give me a second. The world of the internet, right? Um, let's see if we could pull up the score real quick. I, again, I picked Chicago in the game. Um, I should have the score now. Let's pull the, uh, the score up during our podcast. Um, now, NFL is kind of kooky, isn't it? It's really kooky. And this, this, this will explain to a novice out there listening, and most of us, you know, might not consider ourselves novices. I've been covering football and sports uh, for a long time in radio. I worked for STO Radio for, you know, over 20, 25 years. Uh, Chicago won the game. Now, this will explain to you the point spread situation. Chicago Bears won the game 16-13 to 13 over Carolina in Chicago. So the Bears won by three points. I picked Chicago to win and cover the spread, and they didn't cover the spread. Three and a half points. Woo. That was kind of tough. Chicago did not cover the three and a half, but they won by three points. Chicago Bears 16. The Carolina Panthers 13. Boy, that was some low that was some low scoring football, wasn't it? Not much offense in that one. We'll take a look at the rest of our NFL picks. We're already 0-1 in the NFL. Uh, we'll take a look again at um, We'll take a look at all the NFL scores. We've got North Florida Entertainment coming up as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Stand by and stay tuned. Okay, we're going to take a look at our NFL picks. Um, We talked about the Chicago Bears. Uh, winning by three points on Thursday night, but not covering the spread. I picked Chicago, so I lost that one right off the bat. Indianapolis at New England. I'm picking New England. Uh, I'm actually picking New England to, you know, beat the one-and-a-half-point spread. Indianapolis is actually favored. The Colts are favored by a point-and-a-half over the Patriots. I'm going to take the Patriots and Bill Belichick. As the home team to uh, beat the spread. Pittsburgh Steelers uh, hosting the Green Bay Packers. Pittsburgh a three-point favorite. Going to take Pittsburgh to cover the three points they're favored by. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns. I'm going to take Baltimore. Baltimore's playing a lot better football the last couple of games. We're going to take Baltimore to cover the five-point spread. It's, I should say it's actually a six-point spread. Let's get that straight. When the pool was uh, printed out and drawn up, uh, Baltimore was a six-point uh, favorite. We'll take Baltimore to cover that over the Cleveland Browns. Houston Texans at Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals a six-and-a-half-point favorite. We'll take uh, the Bengals and Joe Burrow to cover that uh, six-and-a-half-point spread. Tennessee Titans at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take Tampa Bay to cover. Uh, New Orleans Saints at Minnesota Vikings. New Orleans a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take the Saints this time around to cover uh, that spread over Minnesota. Minnesota's been up and down, but, you know, quite frankly, so has New Orleans. We're going to take New Orleans. I think New Orleans overall may be the better football team. 
you know, both teams have some talent, but, you know, both kind of up and down. You know, these are two teams that probably when it's all said and done, they hope to get on a hot streak the second half of the year and, you know, have a shot at making a wild card, perhaps. The NFC South division is really maybe anybody's division if they get hot. Atlanta, the Falcons aren't very good, in my opinion. The Bucks have underperformed some. Uh, the Saints have been up and down, and the Panthers are one of the probably one of the worst. Um, I'm going to say one of the worst three teams, worst three or four teams in the NFL this year, with a starting a rookie quarterback. So we'll take Tampa Bay to cover them. One and a half points are favored over the um, Titans. Okay, we'll take New Orleans uh, to cover the two and a half points uh, on the road. They're favored by over the Vikings. San Francisco 49ers, here we go. You know, it's kind of tough when you run into a game like this. You know, I followed the Jaguars half for years and years and years. Covered the team since the inception, since the birth of the team way back in 1993. And then they started playing games in 1995. I was at the first game. Uh, sitting right around the 30 or 35-yard line for that game, the Jaguars' first regular season game when they lost to the Houston Oilers 10-3. to Way back, can you believe it? We're calling 1995 back in the day, right? Okay, I got the Jaguars. I, I got the Jaguars winning this game by maybe one or two points. I've been saying that the last two or three days. However, you got two teams going in opposite directions, and San Francisco is better than a, a team on a three-game losing streak, but they've lost three tough games in a row. San Francisco started out 5-0, and now they're 5-3. and The Jags are 6-2. and I'll take the Jaguars to win this thing by one or two points, even though the 49ers are favored by three points. Uh, the Detroit Lions at the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers are never that consistent. You know, they played a good game against the Jets uh, last week, but I'm going to take the Lions. I think the Lions have a little bit more oomph, maybe a little bit more talent. And the Detroit Lions look like they're the team to beat in the NFC North division. This is actually a, um, a battle between two teams from, you know, two different conferences, the Chargers from the AFC, the Lions from the NFC. I'm going to take the Lions in this one to cover the one-and-a-half points. They're favored by over the L.A. Chargers. The Atlanta Falcons, I'm going to take Atlanta over the hapless Arizona Cardinals. Atlanta's only a one-and-a-half point favorite on the road. I'll take somehow, some way Atlanta to win the game by maybe three or four points and beat the Cardinals. Um, Arizona, you know, as you know, they've been very disappointing. Could be one of the one of the worst three teams in the league, probably. Who are the worst teams in the league? You know who they are. You know, um, you know, Carolina's you know, pretty bad at times. Arizona is obviously. Chicago's been, you know, obviously more down than up. And there've been some been some bad teams. I mean, um, Denver at times has looked like one of the worst couple of teams in the league, and then all of a sudden they start playing a little better at times under under their new coach, uh, Sean Payton. Again, we'll take the Falcons to cover the one-and-a-half points. They're favored by against the Cardinals at Arizona. Washington Commanders, they're not very good either. The Giants are not that good. 
I'm going to take the um, Seattle Seahawks to cover the six points that they're favored by over Washington. Seattle is at home also. New York Giants at Dallas. I don't think Dallas covers a 16 and a half. The Giants aren't very good, but, you know, I can see Dallas. Maybe they take their foot off the gas a little bit and win the game by, say, 10 points. But they wouldn't cover because Dallas is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. I think easily Dallas will win the game, but the Giants will make it a little bit tougher than Vegas thinks, perhaps. That might be wishful thinking on, on my part. The Las Vegas Raiders are playing the New York Jets in Vegas. The Jets are one-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take the Raiders, who do all of a sudden they slip up and play good. Seems like when... You know, Mark Davis cleaned the house a little bit. The Raiders played much better. So we'll take the Raiders at home to cover. And actually, the Jets are one-and-a-half-point favorites. So I like this one a lot. I like the Raiders to, um, you know, win the game and beat the spread against the Jets. The Jets are one-and-a-half-point favorite. Monday night, um, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills to cover the seven-and-a-half points. Um, And they haven't played well of late, but they're playing, you know, somewhat of a hapless Denver Broncos team at times. The game is in Buffalo. I'm going to take Buffalo to win the game, maybe by a couple of touchdowns, 10 to 14 points. So I got the Buffalo Bills on NFL Monday Night Football covering the seven and a half points and defeating and also covering the spread over the Denver Broncos. Now, if we flash forward to Sunday, Sunday, November the 12th, the Jaguars can you believe it? They're off to a slow start against the 49ers in the third quarter now. There hasn't been much offense by the Jaguars. Right now it's the San Francisco 49ers 20, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3. It's now Sunday, November the 12th. We'll talk more about the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. we got high school football playoff action coming up. We'll take a look at more college football and North Florida Entertainment. Stick around. This is the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Hey, thank you for listening. Well, i tell you what, how would you characterize it? How would you describe it? The Jaguars never got started in this one. They now trail 34-3 in the fourth quarter. Uh, signature play for me for the Jaguars defense was late in the first half, man. I saw the 49ers with the ball in Jaguars territory late in the first half, and all of a sudden uh, they're running the ball, and Josh Allen, man, the offensive lineman, the blocker for the 49ers, just literally knocked Josh Allen out of the way. That was kind of my signature play of the day. So a rough game, you know, for everybody on the defense, but a rough day for the offense. No consistency on the offense, only three points. As we sit in the fourth quarter with the San Francisco 49ers leading the Jaguars 34-3. to The Jaguars never got started in this one. The Jaguars just brutal in this game, a brutal performance. I mean, I'll even describe it as a stinker. You got the 49ers. Quite honestly, what happened, the 49ers came to play. They had a three-game losing streak, and quite honestly, they came to play. And apparently, the San Francisco 49ers wanted wanted it, wanted it 
worse than the Jaguars did. The 49ers wanted the game more than the Jacksonville Jaguars did. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. We'll have the final score. Uh, we'll check some high school football and college football in North Florida Entertainment. Coming right up, right here on episode show number 77 of the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Stand by and stay tuned. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna pick up where we left off. Uh, pick up where we left off here on the Teal Shirt Report Podcast, episode show number seventy-seven. Where we left off last time was the Jaguars suffering really somewhat of a hum- uh, maybe the term is not strong enough, but somewhat humiliating defeat at home against San Francisco, thirty-four to three. The Jaguars had won five absolutely five straight games. The 49ers were coming off three fairly close, tough losses. So the 49ers um, were five and three. And the Jaguars went into that game six and two, but the 49ers won the game 34 to three. Now, fast forward to a week later, the Jaguars playing well at home and defeating the Tennessee Titans 34 to 14. Calvin Ridley had a big game, a couple of touchdown uh, reception from Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Had a good game as well. And we'll pull up the stats on the latest game. We're kind of putting the stats in the rear view from the 49ers game. The Jags losing 34-3 to the 49ers over a week ago. The only offense they could muster was a Brandon McManus field goal. When you take a look at the Jaguars' home game, it was a home game at Everbank Stadium. They win it 34-14. to you take a look at, you know, some of the action in the game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was 24 out of 32. Looks like about 200, about 262 yards passing in the football game. And um, two touchdown passes. Okay. Um, also, let's see, uh, running running back, uh, Travis Etienne had 14 carries, 52 yards in the game. Uh, you look at the touchdowns. I mean, the key stats in the game had to be the um, seven receptions, 103 yards catching by Calvin Ridley, and two touchdowns in the game. Those were, you know, key offensive statistics. Will Levis, the Titans quarterback, who's now been starting, I think, uh, for what, two or three weeks for the Titans. He's now in there as a starting quarterback. He was an early second-round pick of the Titans to be their quarterback. He does like mayonnaise in his coffee, from what I understand. I don't understand that completely. It's definitely unique, but certainly not liked by yours truly, even though I'm definitely a coffee connoisseur. Jaguars beat the Tennessee Titans. The Jacksonville Jaguars 34, the Titans 14. The Jaguars built a 13-0 lead at home. And went on to the victory. So the Jaguars beat the Titans 34 to 14. You're listening to episode show. Actually, you're listening to episode show number 77 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We do have some high school football, some college football. And, of course, North Florida Entertainment coming up. Episode show number 77 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I have been traveling for the past few days. I am now out of the country doing the podcast, uh, believe it or not, from from near Elo, Elo, the Philippines, seeing my 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 wonderful uh, wife 
And uh, we'll talk more about the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Stand by and stay tuned. So the Jaguars lose to San Francisco. 34-3 was the final score. And um, as you know, that game was played um, the week before last. The Jacksonville Jaguars now, fortunately, have come back home. And they've beaten up on the Tennessee Titans 34-14. It kind of surprised some people maybe by the, the score, perhaps. We'll take a look at some stats we've got. Again, the Jaguars coming off the last two games. Uh, 34-3 loss to San Francisco, but now a, a huge 34-14 win over the Tennessee Titans at home. The Jaguars held a 13-0 lead at halftime of the game. Trevor Lawrence... Uh, Really, the stat line, 24 out of 32, 262 yards, passing two touchdowns. And the story was also that uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, also uh, ran uh, for a couple of touchdowns in this game as well. So take a look at the rushing. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, two touchdown runs. He had two touchdown passes. So Trevor Lawrence accounted for four touchdowns in the game. Uh, the other real star performance um, had to have been from Calvin Ridley, seven receptions, 103 yards, and two touchdown receptions from Trevor Lawrence. In the 34-14 victory at home, the Jaguars now improved to 7-3. and three. So it's been, I mean, it's been a tale of streaks. The Jaguars win five in a row. They play the 49ers, who lost three in a row, three tough ones in a row. Then the 49ers beat the Jaguars last week uh, by the score of 34-3. The only offense the Jaguars could muster against the 49ers was, you know, a three-point field goal by Brandon McManus. Um, this week, obviously, a little bit different. Trevor Lawrence, a couple of touchdown passes to uh, Calvin Ridley, who had a, you know, had a, heck, he had a big week. Um, Calvin Ridley with two touchdown catches, seven total receptions, 103 yards, two touchdowns, big week uh, for Calvin Ridley, rushing the football, Travis Etienne, 14 carries, 52 yards, 3.7 yards um, per carry average. Tank Bigsby, not as good a day as Travis Etienne, didn't carry the ball as much, but they gave um, Tank Bigsby nine carries for 21 yards. Dearness Johnson, seven carries for 20 yards as the Jags kind of, kind of honestly, um, you know, kind of honestly spread out the, um, you know, the offense a little bit. First downs, the Jaguars really controlled the football game. You know, they really did. When you take a look at the uh, team stats, this is probably one of the most interesting team stats for me is the fact the Jaguars got 24 first downs. Uh, while the Tennessee Titans uh, received only uh, 12 first downs in the uh, uh, the game, of course, uh, where the Jaguars beat the Titans 34-14. to Okay, so we gave you some stats on the Jaguars' 34-14 to victory over the Tennessee Titans. Going to check some NFL scores. Uh, Houston, AFC South rival, the Houston Texans keep winning with uh, C.J. Stroud 
Houston 21, the Arizona Cardinals 16 as the Texans win. Uh, the Jaguars beat the Tennessee Titans 34-14. The Miami Dolphins 20. The Las Vegas Raiders 13. I kind of thought that game might go the other way. Uh, Giants kind of surprised the Washington Commanders. New York Giants 31. The Washington Commanders 19. San Francisco wins their second game in a row. They're doing well in Florida. They beat the Jaguars last week 34-3. San Francisco beats Tampa Bay 27-14 this week. Buffalo Bills may be back. They may be back on the winning track now. Huge victory, big score. Buffalo Bills 32. New York Jets 6. L.A. defeated Seattle. That's right, it was L.A. Let's see, these logos kind of confuse me between the Chargers sometimes. And the Rams, and uh, just kind of double-checking who was uh, playing in this game. It was it was actually the L.A. Rams, uh, Los Angeles Rams 17, the Seattle Seahawks uh, 16, uh, the final score in that one. Okay, uh, we will check some more NFL scores on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Philadelphia was victorious on Monday night. Uh, the Eagles uh, beat the Kansas City Chiefs, of course. And that was a tough. That was a tough game. Big win. Um, obviously, Dallas rooting for Kansas City to beat Philadelphia, the team in their their own division, as uh, one of the Cowboys fans uh, pointed out to me at the BigJReport.com Facebook group. But uh, we'll check some more scores again. The Jaguars, uh, big winners. Over the Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars 34, the Tennessee Titans 14. And um, been, been a lot of good football. I want to thank uh, John Gaylor, our uh, correspondent and supporter of the podcast and contributor. Uh, he's got us some high school football scores. I've got some. We do have some up on the website at BigJReport.com. We'll be adding, we'll certainly uh, be adding some more. Um, to the website as well because round two is underway. We've got the first round on the website. Uh, round two will be going up. John Gaylor got me uh, most of, I think, the majority of the round two scores. And um, again, we're going to take a look, you know, at the uh, the scores from um, NFL from the NFL games that you know have have gone on. There's been you know, obviously a, a, a lot of good games, including the Jaguars' 34-14 uh, victory over the Tennessee Titans. So we are going to look up. We are going to look up some more scores. We're going to talk college football, high school football, and uh, North Florida entertainment as well here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles again uh, beat beat the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a it was a close one, fairly low scoring game. As well, I'm going to attempt to, you know, like I said, I'm going to attempt to pull up uh, some more scores. And uh, by the way, for Jaguars fans, and I know the majority of you that listen to the Teal Shirt Report podcast are listening because you're interested in the Jaguars. As you know, the Jaguars did sign Ezra Cleveland they actually traded for him a six-round pick a couple of weeks back. After they traded for Ezra Cleveland, the uh, left guard 
from Minnesota. They did wave Ben Barch. Eventually, the Jaguars, a couple of couple of days after that, added Barch, Ben Barch to the practice squad. Now we understand, and, you know, all the rules that, you know, govern teams having players on the practice squad and how long that player's been with the team. Uh, we understand San Francisco, the 49ers, have signed Jaguars left guard Ben Barch, who was last on the Jaguars practice squad. But now the San Francisco 49ers have actually signed Ben Barch from the Jacksonville Jaguars practice squad. Checking some other scores, Cleveland uh, 13, Pittsburgh Steelers 10, Dallas Cowboys 33, the Carolina Panthers 10. I guess at this juncture, a beat-up uh, Cincinnati team. Their quarterback, Joe Burrow, is out again. He just got so hot. He just got so hot playing, you know, so well over the past month or so. Now he's hurt and out. Baltimore is probably the best um, and hottest team in the uh, AFC North right now. Baltimore 34, Cincinnati 20. In the NFL games, that were played uh, this past weekend. Again, Baltimore 34, Cincinnati 20, Dallas 33, the Carolina Panthers 10, Cleveland by a field goal over Pittsburgh, Cleveland 13, the Pittsburgh Steelers 10. Uh, Detroit outlasted the Chicago Bears, Detroit 31, Chicago Bears 26. And let's see, Green Bay by a field goal over the Los Angeles Chargers, Green Bay 23, the LA Chargers 20, the final score. Houston, the Texans have been hot with their quarterback, C.J. Stroud. The Jags got Houston coming up on the schedule on the road. It was Houston, the Houston Texans 21, the Arizona Cardinals 16, Jacksonville Jaguars 34, the Tennessee Titans uh, 14. Again, the Jacksonville Jaguars 34, the Tennessee Titans 14. The Miami Dolphins playing well for the most part in 2023. The Dolphins surprised me a little bit. I thought the Raiders might get them in this one, but the Dolphins still proving to be a contender. John Gaylor told me the other day that, uh, you know, apparently Jalen Ramsey, who just got off injured reserve and is now back playing for the Dolphins, the defensive back, uh, cornerback and former Jacksonville Jaguars Cornerback Jalen Ramsey apparently intercepted a pass in this game. It was a big interception, and the Miami Dolphins defeated the Las Vegas Raiders. Miami Dolphins 20, Las Vegas Raiders 13. Uh, let's check some other scores. We've got, again, Jacksonville 34, Tennessee 14. Uh, a little bit of a surprise. The New York Giants have upset the Washington Commanders as of uh, uh, this past weekend, uh, these games were played on uh, Sunday, actually. Sunday games, um, of course. Um, taking a look at the scores again from this past weekend, the New York Giants 31, the Washington Commanders 19, San Francisco 49ers have won two in a row. They're looking good over the Florida teams. San Francisco with a 34-3 win over Jacksonville. Now this Past weekend, they won their second game in a row. San Francisco 27, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 14. Buffalo back playing good football again. The Buffalo Bills uh, 32, the hapless New York Jets 6. Buffalo has a pretty good defense combined with the fact that Jets don't have much on offense. And Buffalo put this one in the win column. Buffalo 32, the New York Jets 6. 
Um, the LA Rams 17, the Seattle, um, the Seattle, gosh, the Seattle Seahawks. That's right. The LA, the LA Rams 17, the Seattle Seahawks 16, the final. Denver Broncos came from behind to defeat the Minnesota Vikings, and I believe that was a Sunday night game this past Sunday night. Uh, Denver 21, Minnesota 20 as the Broncos come from behind to win that game, and I'm kind of calling that the, the Coach Sean Payton factor. Sean Payton is now starting to really influence that situation in Denver now. Denver with a 21-20 win over Minnesota. And the Monday night football game was relatively low scoring, I think, for these two teams. These are two teams in which I would say Philadelphia kind of wins with their quarterback. Um, You know, they really do with Jalen Hurts and really a physical team. Philadelphia Eagles 21, the Kansas City Chiefs 17 on Monday night football. We'll check the standings, at least in our division, the AFC South. By the way, Miami is 7-3 and three and lead the AFC East. AFC North, Baltimore starting to take command a little bit. Baltimore is 8-3. and three. Cleveland, 7-3. and three. The Steelers are now 6-4. and four. The Steelers are a sneaky 6-4 and four right now. The Bengals losing their quarterback, Joe Burrow. They're now 5-5. Five and five. Let's now concentrate more on our division, the AFC South. In the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars are in first place at 7-3. and three. A game back, the Houston Texans are 6-4. and four. Indianapolis Colts are 5-5. Five and five. And the Tennessee Titans pulling up the rear at 3-7 uh, and seven and four games behind the Jaguars. The Jaguars have a critical game coming up in Houston against the Houston Texans. That game is obviously coming up on the schedule. We'll take a look at college football. Again, the Gators um, have had their opportunities, you know, in the last couple of weeks and have come up short. We'll take a look at some college football scores. John Gaylor has gotten us the latest high school football scores as we are traveling on our vacation about halfway across the world now. And we'll be back with more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. My name is Scott, your host. we got more coming up. Okay, we're going to check some uh, college football scores. The Gators um, have just not been winning the close games. They fell up short against Missouri. They've had two really close losses right in a row at home against Arkansas. On the road against uh, Missouri. And we'll pull up some more college football scores in a moment. FSU was a um, huge winner over North Alabama, by the way. So imagine that um, uh, Florida State playing, I guess they're known as UNA, maybe. University of Northern Alabama. Um, JU has played them before, in, uh, obviously, in basketball situations in the A-Sun. Northern Alabama has, you know, moved up a level in sports, but they're still, you know, considered at best, you know, a mid-major. But we will, you know, we'll take a look at some of those college football scores that we do have. Um, You know, Georgia's still the number one ranked team in the nation. Georgia had a big, big 
I mean, a, a huge uh, college football uh, victory. As you may hear, you may actually hear some roosters in the background. Uh, the dog is in the background too. So we got a we got a wide open studio. Uh, Want to wish a uh, happy birthday to my wife, Askey. Happy birthday wishes to her right here on the podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Also, I got some uh, college football rankings that were actually added by one of our BigJReport.com Facebook group members. I love looking, you know, at the um, at these rankings. Um, this is the college football poll, the CFP poll on November the 21st, which looks like um, uh, John... John Bass just added this uh, within the last uh, few minutes or a few hours. Georgia, number one. Ohio State, number two. Michigan, number three. And those two teams collide, will play each other. Um, Washington still ranked fourth. Florida State is fifth. Oregon is sixth. Texas, seventh. You got you to gotta figure that some things are happening. Florida State is is it fifth as of November the 21st? Washington moves to number four. Um, Florida State has got to beat Florida and win the ACC title game. If they beat Florida and win the ACC title game, um, I I think Florida State's probably going to be in the uh, – I always said all along that they would be in the college football playoff at undefeated with an undefeated record and an ACC title, and I think they should if they can – Florida on the road at the Swamp and uh, win the ACC title game. Florida probably, Florida State, I should say, probably deserves to be in the Final Four. Coached by a guy that I, I think is really a good coach, uh, Mike Norvell. Um, we've got some round two high school football playoff scores. And I've got the round one scores we can get to as well. But here's some round two scores provided to us. By John Gaylor, our contributor, correspondent, and supporter of the podcast, Round 2 High School Football Playoff Scoreboard. Uh, Bishop Moore defeated Riverside Lee. Uh, Bishop Moore, um, you know, Bishop Moore uh, beat Ed White, I believe, also the week before. So Bishop Moore moving along pretty well in the state playoffs in Round 2 now in the high school football playoffs. Um, round two high school football playoff scoreboard, Bishop Moore 37, the Riverside, formerly known as Lee Generals. They're, the Riverside Generals, formerly known as Lee High School, 35. Boy, that was a close game, too. Uh, Bishop Moore 37, Bishop Moore 37, Riverside Lee 35, University Christian battled Trinity Christian. want to thank the folks from Trinity Christian who email me stuff, stats, at scott at bigjreport.com. That's very much appreciated. Very much appreciated in Trinity Christian. The Trinity Christian Academy uh, Conquerors are still alive in the playoffs in high school football. Trinity Christian 28, University Christian 22. Uh, Bulls, the Bulls Bulldogs are still alive. The Believe it or not, the Bulls Bulldogs have had a good year. Probably a notch, I would say a notch below where they have been in the past, but man, they're still they're still playing in the playoffs. Bulls beat Reigns, Bulls fourteen, the Reigns Vikings seven. Uh, Mandarin, formerly uh, you know Carson Beck won a state championship at Mandarin, and he's trying to win a national championship in college football at Georgia this year. 
Again, Bulls 14, Rain 7. Um, Bulls 14, Rain 7. Mandarin 36, Lake Mary 10. Pensacola, Scambia 14, St. Augustine 31. St. Augustine may be the best high school football team in North Northeast Florida. And they're going to try to win a state championship. St. Augustine 31, Pensacola, Scambia 14, the final. Uh, let's see, Cardinal Cardinal Newman 28, Benjamin 6. Apopka got eliminated in the playoffs by Seminole, Seminole 42, the Apopka Blue Darters 14. Bartram Trail has had an interesting season. Man, they played one of the toughest schedules out there. They played a tough schedule. And it's probably allowed them to become better and better as a team and grow as a team as the season continues. And there they are, Bartram Trail winning a second-round playoff game. The Bartram Trail Bears, uh, 28, Niceville, 21. Pontevedra, the Pontevedra Sharks got eliminated by Gainesville Buckholz. Actually, they're Gainesville Buholz. I don't know why I call them Buckholz, but that's kind of how it's spelled. Uh, Gainesville Buholes, how it's pronounced. Gainesville Buholes, 34. Pontevedra Sharks, 21. Shock to Wachee, 38. Lincoln, 7. Baker County, 32. Yuley, 14. A final. And the Bradford County is tough. Bradford County eliminates Eastside. Bradford County, 28. Eastside, 7. And again, if you do have a score you'd like to add to our score scoreboard that we've mentioned here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, uh, all you have to do is email me, Scott. Email me, Scott at BigJReport.com. That is Scott at BigJReport.com. Florida Gators coming off a couple of really close losses. Boy, you hate to lose. You know, you hate to lose like Florida has lost at three-pointer to Arkansas. They lost at the wire by, what, two points to Missouri on the road. It's been a couple of tough weeks for Florida. Can Florida be battle-tested and give Florida State a good game and maybe even upset the Seminoles at the Swamp? Well, you know, I don't know, but Florida will have to do it without without Graham Mertz. We just learned recently his injury is going to keep him out of the Florida-Florida State game. And that's got to hurt. That's going to really hurt Florida quite a bit. NFL Monday Night Football, the Philadelphia Eagles 21, the Kansas City Chiefs 17 of final on Monday night, November the 20th. I'm still looking for more of the college football scores we wanted to run down to you today. Um, So we will do that. I know Florida lost to Missouri. Florida lost the week before to Arkansas. It's been a tough season uh, for the Florida Gators. They're down to one game in the regular season left as they will host Florida State uh, this weekend at the Swamp in uh, Gainesville. Some news, uh, the Florida-Florida State game, um, you know, the uh, four-letter network, I understand they've got Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit will be on the call for the TV viewing of the Florida State and Florida game. Uh, this weekend. Recruiting continues for Florida. They have lost a few, and they've gotten a few, and Coach Billy Napier really needs to recruit some players. Will Billy Napier last another two years after this year? That might be the fair thing. If he's going to turn around the Gators, he's got to win more games, obviously, next year and the year after, if, if he's still the Gator head coach going forward two years 
after this year. Uh, Florida Gator quarterback Graham Mertz uh, has been officially ruled out uh, versus FSU. Mertz uh, will go through a two-week window to see if the non-displaced fractured collarbone can heal. He will then be reevaluated before surgery is determined. So that's kind of the very latest on Graham Mertz. We'll talk North Florida Entertainment. I'll even go back and we'll take a look at some week one um, high school football playoff results coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Teal Shirt Report podcast is coming up. Episode show number 77. By the way, number 77 that we saluted much earlier in the podcast, Lyle Alzado, former Denver Bronco, former Oakland Raider, or I should say former Raider. I think they may have been in Los Angeles when uh, Lyle Alzado played for the Raiders. I'll have to look that up. But we're saluting Lyle Alzado, the late Lyle Alzado, number 77, and also number 77 rookie Anton Harrison. The right tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars, a rookie. I asked John Gaylor, "Hey, how did how did Anton Harrison play in the uh, victory over the uh, Tennessee Titans, thirty-four to fourteen, this past Sunday? Back, I believe, on Sunday, November the nineteenth." And John Gaylor had, you know, really just a few words. He said there was a, for most of the night there was, or most of the day there was a clean pocket for Jaguars quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, who threw two touchdown passes to Calvin Ridley, and quarterback Trevor Lawrence ran for two touchdowns as well as the Jacksonville Jaguars are now 7-3. and three. The Jacksonville Jaguars now 7-3, seven and three. seven wins, seven up and three down, seven wins, three losses on the 2023 season. We'll talk North Florida Entertainment, some more college football and high school football coming up as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Again, we want to congratulate a couple of big-time players. Trevor Lawrence, two touchdown passes, had two touchdown runs for touchdowns. So Trevor Lawrence actually accounted for four touchdowns in the 34-14 victory over the Tennessee Titans. A good game A good game came from uh, Jacksonville Jaguars' home run threat. Wide receiver uh, Calvin Ridley, player of the game, seven receptions. 103 yards, and he caught two touchdown passes from Jags quarterback uh, Trevor Lawrence. So a big big game for both Ridley and, of course, uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Florida Gators uh, battling the uh, Florida State Seminoles. Florida State 11-0, Florida 5-6. Could Florida be the spoiler? The uh, kickoff for this game. Uh, this weekend will be at uh, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock uh, kickoff, and it's going to be, by the way, on on ESPN. I'm going to take a look at, um, let's see, some other college football scores. Um, Christian Kirk's been having a good season for the Jaguars, too. Um, again, Jack's quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, um, had a good game in the Jaguars, 34 to 14 win over the Tennessee Titans. And um, wide receiver Ricky Purcell, wide receiver Ricky Purcell for the Florida Gators has accepted his invite to the 2024 Reese's uh, Senior Bowl. Congratulations, 
to uh, uh, Mr. Persall. That's um, Ricky Persall, good ball player, too, for the Florida Gators. Uh, NFL Sunday night game, going back a few days ago, it was the uh, Denver Broncos 21, the Minnesota Vikings 20, come from behind win for Denver with the shot, Coach Sean Payton effect for the Denver Broncos over uh, Minnesota. Man, again, that, that was actually the Sunday night game. NFL Sunday night game, Denver Broncos 21, the Minnesota Vikings 20, a final on uh, Sunday, October the 19th of 2023. Come from behind victory for the Broncos and Coach uh, Sean Payton starting to ever so gradually try to turn things around in um, 2023. And I know he's looking forward to next year in 2024 for the Denver Broncos. Um you know, Florida Gators um, lost a difficult, difficult game to Missouri. Got beat by a field goal at the end of the game. Uh, quarterback Graham Mertz suffered a non-displaced fracture to his collarbone in the game against Missouri, and the 33 to 31 loss to Missouri uh, going back to last Saturday. Um, some, let's see, some college football scores. Uh, again, Missouri defeated Florida, uh, 33-31. And let's see, we got some more scores um, that I want to go back and uh, talk to you about uh, here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Here we go. Uh, these games were played back on Saturday, November the 18th. College football, Missouri 33, the Florida Gators 31, a final Louisville Cardinals 38, Miami, Florida Hurricanes 31, a final. Georgia beat Tennessee, Georgia 38, Tennessee 10, a final in a key SEC Eastern Division game. FSU going outside the ACC Conference to defeat Northern Alabama. FSU uh, 58, they blew out North Alabama. FSU 58, Northern Alabama 13, a final. And one other score we'll throw in, Clemson. Had a good game and defeated North Carolina. Clemson 31, North Carolina 20, a final back on Saturday, November the 18th of 2023. So that's a a few of the college football scores uh, from last weekend. Some big games coming up uh, this weekend as well. We got North Florida Entertainment uh, coming up. We'll, um, We'll delve into some more high school football and North Florida Entertainment to wrap up episode show number 77 of the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. More coming up. Brought to you by Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida and surrounding areas. Also by LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. The XFLToday.net. And by the MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. Mad Max has his... Uh, his internet radio Wednesday night music request show at madmaxmix.weebly.com. Max has a great show, and Max does interview yours truly from time to time on his show as well. So special thanks to our sponsors. Also special thank you to our contributor, correspondent, and uh, supporter of our podcast, uh, John Gaylor. We've got more of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. North Florida Entertainment, a look. A little bit more of a look at high school football playoffs going on uh, throughout North Florida, South Georgia, and surrounding areas. 
as the Teal Shirt Report podcast will continue. Okay, hey, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The first half of our podcast was actually uh, was actually produced in Jacksonville, Florida, and North Florida. And now the second half of our podcast is being produced on my vacation in the Philippines near Iloilo City. So here we are. Thank you for uh, tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll go back and check some uh, week one high school football playoff action. John Gaylor gave me some high school football scores from round two, but let's go back to round one for a moment. Uh, round one for a moment in high school football, the high school football scoreboard for North Florida, South Georgia, and surrounding areas. Here's the scoreboard for week one or round one of the high school football playoffs for North Florida, uh, South Georgia, and surrounding areas. Reigns defeated Andrew Jackson 42-2 to in a playoff game. Uh, Baker County, Florida Wildcats uh, defeated Baldwin 38-21. Baker County... Uh, Florida Wildcats 38, Baldwin 21. The Riverside Generals, formerly known as Lehigh, Lehigh School Generals 49, Episcopal 7. St. Augustine keeps winning one of the best teams in North Northeast Florida. St. Augustine, and they could be the best team in North Northeast Florida. Can they beat the teams from Central Florida and South Florida? That is the question as the high school football playoffs go forward. And a round one game, St. Augustine 52, Middleburg 14, a final on Friday night back on November the 10th of 2023. Tough night for the Commanders in Orlando, Bishop Moore 42, Ed White 22. As the Commanders get um, eliminated back on, you know, back on Friday night, November the 10th. Again, Bishop Moore, 42, Ed White, 22. Niceville defeated Nice, 56-21. Niceville, 56, Nice, 21. Uh, Pontevedra, 49, Creekside, 36. But Pontevedra would lose in round two the next week. Mandarin, 29, Winter Park, 16, a final. Bartram Trail playing probably their best football of the year in the playoffs. Bartram Trail, 67, uh, Navarre, 55, a final. Edgewater from the Orlando area, Orlando Edgewater 37, first go six, a final. Chattawachi 37, Columbia County Lake City 14, as Columbia County Lake City, Florida was eliminated back on Friday night, November the 10th. Chattawachi 37, Columbia County Lake City 14, as the Tigers get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Eastside 28, Palatka 27, a final. Bowles 45, Bishop Kenny 15, a final. Union County, Florida advanced to the second round of the um, playoffs. Union County, Florida, 58. The Hilliard Flashes, 8, a final score. And uh, let's go back to check some some more scores. Um, we'll take a look at some Georgia scores also. Um, let's go back to Union County, Florida, 58. Hilliard, 8, a final. Tampa Bay Tech, 51. The Fletcher Senators, 34, a final. Again, that was uh, Tampa Bay Tech, 51, Fletcher, 34 final. The Apopka Blue Darters won their first round game over Orlando. Apopka 
22, Orlando Evans, 13, a final, though Apopka got beat in the second round. Tallahassee, Lincoln, uh, 49, Matanzas, nothing, a final in round one. Bradford, really a good team. Good, great defense. Bradford, 42, Atlantic, nothing, a final. Uh, Uly, 36, um, Keystone Heights, 10, a final on Friday night, back on Friday night, November the 10th of 2023. Uh, some South Georgia high school football playoff games. Jenkins County, Georgia, 20. Charlton County, Georgia, 6, a final. Uh, the Ware County Gators, Ware County, Georgia, 49. Decatur, 6, a final. Brunswick, Georgia, 28. Uh, Mondays Mill, 22, a final. Jonesboro, 32. Glen Academy, 31, a final. Round one playoff game. Telfair County, Georgia, Eliminates a Randolph-Clay Red Devils tier, uh, Telfair County, Georgia, 28. Randolph-Clay Red Devils, 8 a final on Friday night, November the 10th of 2023. Up and over into the west and south, southeast Alabama. You follow Alabama Tigers, won their round one game. You follow Alabama Tigers, 65. Shelby County, Alabama, 19 a final. And a first round Alabama high school football playoff match. Um... And we're going to go down. Uh, Lakeside did get eliminated a week earlier. There was actually a playoff game. I guess that's in the private schools of AISA. Uh, Wilcox Academy. Wilcox Academy 23, the Lakeside School Chiefs, located in Eufaula, Alabama, 16. This was a first-round playoff game in Alabama uh, back on Friday night, November the 3rd of 2023. Uh, we'll take a look at some concerts as we move into uh, North Florida Entertainment, if you will. Let's take a look at some concerts coming up over the next uh, few days. There are some shows we have added to the uh, concert listings. Okay, here's what we got coming up in November. Um, AJ Croce. A.J. Croce's coming up this week. A.J. Croce performing this Saturday evening, November the 25th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. Kansas from Dust in the Wind fame coming to North Florida in just a few weeks. Kansas playing the Florida Theater on Friday night, January the 12th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Gladys Knight performing on February the 13th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. And the Starship featuring Mickey Davis at 7.30 p.m. And a few months from now on March the 9th of 2024 at the Thrasher Horn Center in Orange Park, Florida. And hey, here's a good one. Hootie and the Blowfish. That's right. Hootie and the Blowfish on Friday night. September the 27th of 2024 at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena. That's at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena. Again, that's at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. We'll take a look at some hockey, East Coast Hockey League. The um, Jacksonville Icemen now in their, I believe, seventh season playing hockey. Let's take a look at how they're doing uh, here in the 2023-24 season. Uh, let's take a look at some scores uh, coming up in the East Coast Hockey League. 
bring some scores up. Let's see what we got. If we can find some Jacksonville Iceman scores. Let's pull up some scores uh, for the, again, for the uh, Jacksonville Iceman uh, hockey team. So bear with me a moment. We'll try to pull up some Jacksonville Iceman hockey scores. They've been playing well uh, this season. Um, let's see. We, we can also, let me pull up. Uh, uh, let's pull up the standings in the East Coast Hockey League. Give me a moment here. We'll pull it up. The East Coast Hockey League, the 2023-2024 regular season. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it by divisions. We're gonna check the Southern Division where the Icemen play in the Southern Division. So let's pull it up. Pull up the South Division, and let's tell you, Greenville is eleven and two on fire. Thirteen games played. Greenville eleven and two. The Atlanta Gladiators eight and three in second place. Orlando seven five and one. Uh, they've got a shootout loss to the 7-5, 1-1. Orlando, 14 games in in third place. Florida Everblades in fourth place with 15 total points. South Carolina Stingrays with 12 points. Savannah, the Savannah Ghost Pirates in their second year in the East Coast Hockey League with 11 total points and four wins, six losses, two overtime losses, and one shootout loss. Jacksonville Iceman actually pulling up the rear. They've been, you know, they've been struggling in the early part of the season, but I know the Jacksonville Iceman and Baba Robolo will turn things around. They like to make a lot of uh, moves during the season, get out there and support them. Man, they got great support in Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Iceman of the East Coast Hockey League. Jacksonville threw, threw 11 games played, four wins, five losses, two overtime losses, including their 11 games, and they are in seventh place in the East Coast Hockey League. And we're going to wrap it up with the standings from the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. That's from North Florida Entertainment. Thank you for listening to episode show number 77 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We have been eloquently produced by our executive producer, JC, our producer, Alex Nunry. Special thanks to, of course, our um, contributor, correspondent, and supporter of the podcast, John Gaylor. John also gave me a ride to the airport. Uh, last week, back on Thursday of last week, November the 16th, when I made my long trip to, um, from Jacksonville to New York, to South Korea, and on now to the Philippines, where we're finishing up this podcast through the internet of, uh, the Philippines near Ilo, Ilo City. I'm going to tell you something about the Philippines. I watched, um, incredibly some professional volleyball. They take their their ladies' professional volleyball. It's the premier volleyball league, and I saw a couple of teams play, and it was incredible, very, very incredible uh, volleyball. Some of the most incredible action-packed games you'd ever want to see in volleyball, incredible volley, spikes, and just pure excitement. They love their uh, volleyball uh, here in the uh, uh, Philippines, I saw, man, I, I saw, I believe it was a team called Signal getting beat by uh, uh, Cherry Tokoa. And it went five, it went five games, and Cherry won three out of five over Signal 
and some of the greatest volleyball I have ever seen in my life. I had no idea they played volleyball so well in the Philippines. They have a league. It's called the, uh, it's actually called the um, Premier Volleyball League, the Premier Volleyball Women's League in the Philippines. I saw Signal playing a cherry, I believe it's cherry Tacoa. Incredible, incredible volleyball. I was so impressed with um, the talent of the ladies and the pure action packed drama of professional ladies volleyball, the premier volleyball league that I had a chance to watch on um, uh, television uh, here in the Philippines. Thank you for listening to episode show number 77. Our Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars are seven and three. Again, special thanks to our producers. We've been eloquently produced again by our executive producer, JC, our producer, Alex Nunnery. Special thanks to our semi-pro football insider, uh, David Martin, our Georgia Bulldog football insider, Mad Max. The Bulldogs still undefeated, still ranked number one in the country. The Gators just trying to win their sixth game of the year at home as they host Florida State this weekend. So some excitement building in college football. And again, the Jacksonville Jaguars are 7-3. and three. The Florida State Seminoles won a complete and undefeated regular season with still an ACC title game yet to be played. Hey, the FSU Seminoles could possibly make the Final Four in the college playoff if they beat Florida and win the ACC title game. If they do all that, I think they should be in the playoff, my opinion. So again, special thanks to our producers, Alex Nunnery, our executive producer, JC, our correspondent, contributor, and supporter of our podcast, uh, John Gaylor, but also our semi-pro football insider, David Martin. Thank you to David. Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider and host of the MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. Thank you guys for listening to the episode, this episode show number 77. Incredible episode. That half of the episode has been um, actually produced in the United States. The second half of this particular show was produced in the Philippines um, at the conclusion of my travels over here, and I'm on my vacation now. My name is Scott, your host for the Teal Shirt Report podcast, and this has been episode show number 77 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, hey, thank you for listening. Okay, we're going to do an encore real, real quick because I wanted to update something about uh, the Philippines um, Premier Volleyball League and I want to make sure I pronounce these teams correctly. Signal played Cherry Tigo. Tigo. Cherry spelled T-I-G-G-O. Signal played Cherry Tigo. Uh, Cherry uh, Tigo won over Signal in five games, three games out of five. You can watch it on YouTube. And I encourage you to watch it and see if you agree with me. This is some of the most exciting sports action I have ever seen. It is incredible. The volleys, the spikes, the action, the length of the volleys. You think you're watching sometimes a ping pong match or something. The ball's moving all over uh, the court. And one thing I'll say about it is, uh, man, sometimes the girls spike it hard. Sometimes they spike it for placement. It's uh, I enjoyed watching it. Probably one of the most exciting sporting events as far as action-packed 
on individual plays. So much action in each play. Signal and Cherry to Ego. Uh, they did play, let's see, it's on, uh, it was a November 21st match. Uh, Cherry Tigo won three out of five uh, games in this match. Exciting uh, Premier Volleyball League action. Women's Premier Volleyball League action in the Philippines. Signal versus Cherry Tigo. Very exciting. I watched it on TV here uh, in uh, Iloilo City. And you can watch it on YouTube. Just type in Signal, uh, C-I-G-N-A-L versus Cherry, C-H-E-R-Y. T-I-G-G-O Highlights 2023 PVL All-Filipino Conference, November 21st, 2023. Type most of that in, you'll get the match. and um, Or it's the highlights from the match. It looks like they have 10 minutes and one second of the best highlights. Check it out. I was, I was thoroughly impressed. That's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Our Jaguars are 7-3. and three. Special thanks as our Teal Shirt Report podcast has been eloquently produced by JC, our executive producer, also by Alex Nunnery, and by, um, I want to thank John Gaylor, our correspondent, our correspondent of the podcast. He's um, certainly a correspondent, a supporter of our podcast. And, John, we appreciate everything that you do helping us out, Mr. Uh, John Gaylor. We appreciate you, Mad Max. Thank you so much. Our Georgia Bulldog football insider, Alex Nunnery, is a Gator insider as I am as well. David Martin, thank you for all you do as far as providing me insight and information on semi-pro football. I understand the Southern Steam won the recent Turkey Bowl uh, semi-pro football indoor game. Congratulations to the Southern Steam and Coach uh, Bobby Damerall on winning the recent Turkey Bowl. That's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 77, and an encore. Thank you for listening. want to thank again our producers, uh, JC, uh, Alex Nunry, our uh, correspondent and supporter, John Gaylor. want to thank David Martin, our semi-pro football insider, Mad Max. Thank you so much. I love listening to Mad Max's show, the Mad Max Mix, uh, which is heard each Wednesday night at madmaxmix.weebly.com. We've got links to the show at bigjreport.com as well. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast and our encore right here. on. It's been produced on November the 21st of 2023. Hey, you guys have a great day, and um, thank you so much for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll have another episode real soon. This has been episode show number 77 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening.